So today, um, I have the privilege of sharing a awesome message with you from, from the Lord, and uh, we're calling it "E Pray God." Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, so, like I think it was Monday of this past week, um, I, I was I was woken up like at 4 a.m. and uh, you know maybe at first I thought maybe I ate something bad. You know how that happens. You know you eat something and you wake up in the morning and uh, so I I, uh, I was woken up like at 4 a.m. and at first it was just kind of weird I was having these these thoughts the enemy was trying to attack and uh, I just began to pray I just prayed and I rebuked it and um, then God began to speak to me God began to just talk to me about prayer and uh, I began to just receive and receive and he started just giving me all this stuff about what he wants us to know in regards to prayer and how important prayer is, amen, is, is as, as important as life itself. You know, you, you live life and, and you go through things, but you keep going in life and, and you keep going because God is in you, amen? And so it's so important to, to pray, which is communication with God. But I want to show you some things that the Lord showed me um, through his word and and that night or morning I should say was so amazing for me because I was just laying in bed and he was just talking and I was just listening and how many know that a big part of prayer is listening amen so you know it's not just asking for things or or requesting or going to him and, and us doing the talking but a lot of that time it's about listening to his voice and so I was listening, and, and I think I fell asleep like an hour after at 5 a.m., and then we woke up at 6 a.m. because I had to go to work. So it was a fun day. Um, and I wasn't even tired. I was just blessed by, by the entire situation. Um, so praise the Lord for that. Amen. Can we give him a hand for that? Praise God. He speaks to us. He's awesome. So uh, a couple powerful things about prayer. Uh, Israel... Uh, he, uh, as a people, they requested a king from God. Do you remember that? If you've been to Bible study, you remember that, that Israel began to ask God for a king. And God gave them that king. That was a prayer request that Israel had. So you see how powerful prayer can be. It can move God. Amen? Abraham prayed for Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord, if there's ten righteous people, will you save Sodom and Gomorrah? You remember that? Also, you remember Moses? I, I love this story because Moses, God tells Moses, you know what? I'm tired of those people. You take them to the promised land and you worry about them. He, God told this to Moses. And Moses said in his prayer to God, God, if you don't go with us, we're not going anywhere. Because without your presence, we're not moving. Amen? But that was a prayer. That was a communication that Moses was having. And you remember this prayer from Jesus? He was in the garden and he said, God, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. If not, let your will be done. Do you remember that? You remember when Paul prayed? I think Cynthia talked about this at one of the retreats. Paul prayed about his thorn in the flesh. And he said, God, deliver me from the thorn in the flesh. And God answered him and said, my grace is sufficient. Can you believe these great moments that I just talked to you about in the word of God? We're in prayer. You see how important prayer can be. It can shift and change your life. 
Prayer is really important. Amen? I'm not going to go into the Bible just yet, so just give me a few moments. I know we usually go to the verse first, but just give me a few moments. Um, do you have the slides ready, Edwin? Can we put the first one up? This is what we're going to talk about throughout this series and, and, and part of this. So in prayer, Jesus taught us how to pray. The disciples, you remember the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Do you remember that? Amen? Come on, I need your cooperation today. <laughs> then uh, the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit help, helps us what to pray. Now, I know this sounds like you read it like this, and, and if you can write notes, uh, use your phone or whatever you can. This is, this is going to be awesome. Um, but the Bible says that, um, that, the Holy, that we don't know what to pray for, but that the Holy Spirit helps us what to pray for. It's more natural than it looks like on the screen for a believer in Christ. Amen? And who do we pray to? We pray to the Father in Jesus' name, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is something that Jesus taught. All right, next one. Why the how? Next slide, please. <laughs> so what Jesus taught was a culture of prayer. It's like it's, it's a life of prayer. It's a life of communicating with God. It's a mindset. It's a, it's a culture mentality that you have to connect with God and to pray with God. And what, what does the Holy Spirit lead us to? It leads us to specific prayers. Amen? Something that, that is in the now. You see, prayer is prophetic. It's something that you can pray in the now. Like, what is going on right now? I'll give you an example. Sylvia's not here today, but she won't mind that I share this. Uh, we were waiting for her husband's uh, doctor results uh, for his thyroid. His thyroid had come out that something was wrong with, with his thyroid, and they were going to retest him. And we prayed, and, and I, I had the, uh, the courage to say, he's going to be fine, right? I felt the Lord led me with that. She texted us that she had a dream the week before she got the results. She had a dream that Raul, her husband, was in a coffin, and as she was mourning and weeping, okay? So when she texted me that I, I immediately I told her, do start declaring the opposite. Start declaring that he has life and that he will live a long life and that you will grow old with him. Amen. So she began to pray and to pray, and I began to pray in the spirit because I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to what literally pray for and be specific in our prayer in that moment. So I prayed with her. We prayed together. As a church, we prayed, and his results came back negative. Praise God. Give God glory for that. So sometimes God will lead you with his voice. Holy Spirit will lead you with his voice in your spirit, and you'll be able to pray specific, accurate prayers. That's what God wants. He'll give you a dream. He'll, he'll give you a vision to be specific. And it always will be when it's led by the Holy Spirit under the will of God. Amen? Who do we pray to again? The Father. Why? He's the giver, the provider, and he knows. He knows exactly what you need. And we'll get into some of this. I want to tell you right now. There's prayers in your heart right now. That you haven't prayed yet. The Holy Spirit has placed prayers 
supplications, requests, inter- intercessions in your heart that you have not prayed yet. God is saying, I want you to speak up. I want you to talk and pray the prayers that I have placed in your heart. Can we go to the next one, please. <clears throat> this is very important. Behavior versus revelation. This is something that us as believers, we battle with so much. How long should we pray? Am I praying long enough? You ever ask yourself that? I need to pray longer. So when we start relating behavior versus revelation, we see that prayer is not about behavior. It's about a revelation. It's about a culture and a mindset. So you can pray a prayer of 10 minutes and move God. You can pray a prayer of five minutes and move God. It's not about repeating. It's not about going long and long. Or you can go long, too. As long as it's guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, I, I'm a firm believer that behavior is kind of like a modified action. It's outwardly. But behavior can change. But revelation remains. Let me say that again. Behavior can change. But revelation remains. When you have a revelation of something, it's just going to be a part of who you are. Like, like the revelation of grace in my life is just a part of who I am. The revelation of his love over my life is just who I am. It's just that I found out who I truly am. When we find out that we are constantly connected to God, that we can pray at any time, that he's listening to us, it just becomes a part of who we are. It's not a behavior thing. It's a revelation thing. Revelation is something hidden that is now shown, is is shown in the light and is understood by us. We move in a greater way when we receive revelation from God. Amen? It becomes natural. It becomes instinctual in the spirit. Revelation should dictate behavior, not the other way around. Because if it's about behavior, again... That's when you're going to start asking yourself, am I praying? The Mario, Pastor Mario probably prays three hours every time he prays. Man, I'm not even getting to 30 minutes. And I'm at home like praying my 20, 25-minute prayers. Because <laughs> prayer is a revelation. It's, it's who I am on a daily basis. When I'm walking, when I'm driving, when I'm at work, when I'm at home, when I'm, you know, it's a just, it's a culture that Jesus was setting. Amen? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. I think I gave it to you, Edwin. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You see, the grace of the Lord, uh, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is important in our lives because grace opens the door. Amen? The door would otherwise be shut, but grace comes and opens the door, and then God, with his love, begins to have relationship with us and intimacy with us, and then we're able to understand God and hear God and have fellowship with God because of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Well, that's a really important thing. So we're going to get into it now. Jesus taught the how. He taught how. Why? Because 
he was and is still our example. Amen? Also, he practiced this on a daily basis. Every chance he got, he would pray. He didn't move without the Father and the Holy Spirit being involved. He got, he got to a secret place to be with his Father. So are you ready? Amen? All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And uh, I'm sure you, you've heard th this stuff before, some of you. If this is new, then glory to God. At least these verses. So let me know when you're there, Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to go and start in verse 5. So please let me know when you're there. Matthew chapter 6. I'm reading the New King James Version this time. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Are you with me? Amen? All right. This is what it says. Jesus is speaking here. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. What a way to start, huh? For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. Whoa. That they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Say secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, listen to this very important, do not use vain repetitions. As the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask. What a good God. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, let's go home. I'm just kidding. It's such a blessing. Amen. Let's pray since we read the Bible. Let's just pray and let God guide us in this, this time. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you hear us and that you listen to us. We thank you, Father, and we ask that you guide us in your word this afternoon, that we would have a, a revelation of this, Lord. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So you see Jesus here? He's talking about what? Behavior. He's talking about behavior that seems to be good, but it's, it's far away from a pure heart. Amen. Prayer to be seen is useless. It seeks to be rewarded by men. Amen? If you want to be seen praying by other people, then the Father doesn't see you. I know that's strong, but it's what he said. I didn't say it. In other words, prayer to seem holy is pointless. He's the one that's holy, right? He makes us holy. So it's a humbling experience to be able to come before a holy God. And it's awesome. 
Prayer to be heard. I love this statement as the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Prayer to be heard falls on deaf ears. In other words, if my prayer is to be heard by other men and I want them to hear my prayer, look how good I pray, right? <laughs> then it falls on deaf ears. God don't, doesn't hear that. What God hears, the Bible says, Jesus says it, he hears what's in the secret. Amen? Actions in this case may fool us, it may fool you, and, and words may be loud but not genuine. In other words, I can stand here at church, which happens, you know, sometimes, and I can be praying this amazing prayer, but in my heart, I'm just not there with that prayer. Amen? I'm just saying words. You get what I'm saying? So I, I, I need to kind of go to a place where I know that the Father is actually listening. The Father, God, the creator of heaven and earth is actually listening to us. That's amazing. That's incredible that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're listening to us as we speak up and as we express ourselves to the Father. They're listening to us. Everything, especially, he says, in the secret. Jesus then begins to give the revelation of prayer here. First, he says, go into the secret place. So go into your closet, go into your room. He's being specific and he's being practical. But what he's trying to reveal, he says, the father is in the secret place. The father, go find him in the secret place. Where's the secret place? The secret place is in his presence. The secret place is in the Holy of Holies, is in that place where the Father is ready to connect with you and tell you and answer you, give you solutions, give you guidance. He says, the Father who is in the secret place, where is he? In the secret place where no one is watching. Also, he says, he sees in the secret. Now, does God see in the unsecret? Yes? He sees everything, right? So, but why is Jesus saying he sees in the secret? Because he's in context when you're reading it, he's talking about these men that were like praying, right? They're praying in the synagogues and they stand up and they begin to pray out loud so other people can hear them. They're also walking down the street and they get to a corner and they say, there's a lot of good people here. I want them to see me pray that I'm a man of God, right? So they begin to pray out loud with repetitious words. And Jesus is saying, look, it doesn't matter how many things you say. As long as you say them from your heart, it's genuine and it's in the secret. Amen. He is watching when no one else is. That is both a blessing and scary. Amen? He is watching in the secret. So what you do in the secret, the Father is watching. But that's a blessing too because of what Jesus is talking about. So just in case you feel right now, I don't know if, you, if there's anyone in here, but just in case you feel like you're not being heard, I feel God saying, 
He is listening. He hears you, especially, especially when you're by yourself and you're maybe driving or, or you're in your room and you're by yourself or you're in the restroom. Maybe that's the only room you can get some privacy. And you begin to pray. And you begin to ask God. He's listening to you. Are you with me? And what does Jesus say? He says, then he will reward you in public. Then he wants everyone to see that he is rewarding you. Wow. He wants to embarrass you a little bit. He wants the haters to hate even more. Amen. You have been seeking the Father, you're praying to the Father, you're going after Him. He will eventually publicly bless you. So you don't have to go after like rewards and blessings and titles and positions and all of this stuff. Go after Him. Go after Him who rewards. You're asking, you know, for, for such and such to be delivered, for, for such person to be healed. And those are good things. But when you go after him, he will reward you what's in your heart, what's in your heart desire publicly. And some of us sometimes we're like, oh, no, I don't. Lord, I just want to have a relationship with you in the closet. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. He will eventually embarrass you. Right, Meryl? He will eventually call you out from the background. Hello? He will eventually call you out. You want to be called out. It's what you do in the secret that comes to light. It's what you do in private that comes to light. So it works a little different than what we're used to. We're used to working 60 hours in a week or 80 hours for Kevin. Just kidding, Kevin. And we expect a reward at the end of the two weeks. Amen? Because we put in the work. It's a little different in the kingdom. And the kingdom is just go hang out with Jesus for a while, and he'll reward you. Amen? <laughs> Say this with me. God, I will go to you in the secret. And this is what the Father is saying to you. I will reward you openly. You won't have to go on Facebook and post it, on Instagram and show everybody that you got some new blessing. He'll just do it for you. Amen? He'll post it on there for you. He wants to reward you publicly. See, for so long, the culture at church has been, go after your crown, brother. Go after the gifts. Go after. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But what Jesus is saying is just go after the Father. Right here, Jesus is saying, and I love this verse, and we say it so cliche. We say it all the time. Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, and everything else shall be added. Amen? Just let the rewards come, Lord, when they come. I'm after you. That's what prayer is. Prayer is just going to the Father, being guided by the Holy Spirit, and he'll lead you to open your mouth 
And I know that sounds kind of like, how does that work? It's just natural. It comes out naturally. This series will help you get to a place where it becomes natural. It becomes instinctual. You, you don't have to do anything. You want, there's no process. It's just you are already in him. So you just start to just go to him. He will begin to just pour onto you and bless you. No need to go after the rewards, the gifts, the titles, the position. He'll just bless you and reward you publicly. Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. Another thing that Jesus says in the behavior part of this verse, the Father knows what you need before you ask. Amen? He knows what you need before you will ask. And then when I read that, I was like, then why do I need to pray? <laughs> if God knows everything, why do I need to pray? Because, see, the fact that God knows doesn't move him because he already knew. Faith is what moves him. God is, is all-knowing, so he already knows what you need, what you're going to go through, where you're going, your life, your destiny. He knows everything. But what moves him is the fact that we can trust him and go to him. And it also promotes relationship, which is something that he's really into, believe it or not. Amen? He wants to hear you. For, he wants to hear you for who you are. He wants to hear your voice. He knows. He can change everything and make it but he wants to hear you he, he wants to connect with you have relationship with you he loves you he's your father amen i'm sure you know those of you that are married i'm sure it's fun to hang out in groups there's nothing like hanging out with your wifey or, or the hubby by themselves amen or maybe not maybe you're tired of the husband <laughs> or the wife but but it's awesome to be in groups and me and Sid to hang out. That's awesome. But man, the time when we're alone together and just hanging out, ah, oh, it's beautiful. That's what God wants. Amen. Jesus revealed this through his own life. He often separated himself to be with the Father in secret. It's not that he disliked people. We know that he loved people. He had compassion over people. He healed people. He hung out with people, yet he valued, valued, this is really important, he valued his secret time with the Father. There's prayers that are not in the Bible that Jesus prayed to the Father. Why? Because they were in secret. But you know what? He rewarded him in public. In public, Jesus is in public, and all of a sudden the Father shows up. Clouds surround Jesus, and the Father says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. You remember that? The Father, he's, he's desiring to keep saying that about you so that other people can hear it. The reason that Jesus said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, wasn't for the son only. It was for the son and for those that were listening around him. Yesterday we went to eat someplace. And uh, as we were leaving, Cynthia had the desire to pray for someone. And uh, I was kind of in like, I'm good, I want to go home and eat mode. <laughs> so we're in the car and like she stops and she doesn't get in and she's like, I feel like I need to go pray for that lady. And I'm like, oh, but my burger though, right? You know, I was in my flesh a little bit, forgive me. 
And, uh, and she's like, no, I feel like we need to go pray. And I was like, okay. So we got off, and Cynthia went to ask, and they said they needed prayer. They needed prayer. At first, is there anything wrong, you know, sick in your body we can pray for? And they're like, no, we're fine, actually. We're really in a good mood today. And, uh, but she's like, but prayer doesn't hurt. Amen? And uh, she said, well, my daughter, she just applied for a, for a home, uh, to rent a home, and uh, we can pray for that. So right there at the uh, burger joint, we held hands with these two sisters in Christ that we've, I don't, we don't even know their names, but we connected in prayer at, in public. And we just held hands, us four. They're like actually on the other side of the fence because they were in the restaurant. We were outside in the outside patio and we we're outside of it and we we're just kind of holding hands through the fence and, and we're praying and we start getting into it and man, we left and uh, as we were leaving, I didn't tell Cynthia this, as we were leaving, uh, I got in the car and I'm, a, I'm kind of a people watcher and nosy sometimes, forgive me. I like to observe and I'm observing the older lady and she's looking at Cynthia with, with these eyes of love like I felt as if the eyes of the father were, were looking at Cynthia and saying I am well pleased with you and I just felt the love of God in that moment and I thought wow Lord wow what what a difference one small prayer can do a, a prayer that's just like Lord open doors for 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 uh, this sister to to rent this home and it changes the atmosphere. This is what prayer does. It changes things. Amen? I want to propose that the Father constantly wants to show how pleased he is with you. He wants to show you how pleased he is constantly. But he wants you to be in this, in this bubble, in this culture of prayer and connection. Amen? All right, so Jesus says in verse, let's read it here. This is where it gets good. He said, therefore pray in this manner. In this manner, therefore pray. What is the first two words that come out of Jesus when he says pray? Anyone? Huh? Our Father. Amen? Things changed here. This is, this is a big change for the disciples. Because they ask him, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? And, and he says, pray in this manner, our father. No longer just my father, but he's our father now. You're in this family now. He gives them the address. He gives them the email, the, the connection. It's to our father. You have a father now. You're not fatherless. You're not orphans. You're not just uh, servants and slaves or disciples, but you are family. You are children now. This is our father now. Amen? This prayer, I want to say today, this prayer is not just a prayer. It is a lifestyle. It is a culture. It is a mindset that Jesus is teaching here. So Jesus goes into what we call now our father prayer. He's showing them the perspective of how Jesus and we should see the father. Amen. It's a mindset. 
he wants us to understand. This prayer is full of powerful revelation. This is what it says. Look, I'm not going to read the verse, but I want to tell you just in, in these phrases what Jesus is praying here. It's so awesome. First, he's saying who God is, where he is, his nature, what he rules, what he brings, he provides, he forgives, he leads well, he delivers, his authority, his power, his glory are forever. Amen. Hallelujah. This is what the prayer that Jesus is praying is revealing. It's not just a prayer that he simply prayed. It is a, it is a mark in history. It is something that was to change history in this moment. Who God is, where he is, his nature, because he is holy, what he rules, what he brings, he provides, he forgives, he leads well, he delivers, his authority, power, and glory are forever. Amen. This is how Jesus is teaching us how to pray. It's with this mindset, this heart, this, this praying connection that we have with God. He says, our Father. When we approach, we come close to our Father. He's the captain of this team. He's the coach. He's the owner. Amen? So we go to our Father. He is where? In heaven. Where all the resources are. Everything from grace, peace, love, gifts. He is in heaven where all the resources are. Amen? The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of heavenly lights. His nature. Holy is his name. We have a God that is pure and perfect. We have the privilege now to approach this holy God. Should that impact or influence our prayer? I believe so. Then he says, your kingdom come. Oh, my gosh. Every part of this prayer is a sermon. <laughs> your kingdom come. In other words, this is your authority, God. You rule here. You, 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 your domain is here. This is your domain. We live in your domain. If we approach the secret place knowing this, our prayer will change. When you approach the Father, you know that he's first your father, that he's in heaven, that he's holy, and that his kingdom is here. Amen. He is listening. His kingdom affects lives, culture, politics, society, everything. And Jesus is like, your kingdom come. The next part, your will be done. Your desire be done in my life, Lord. He desires good things for us. Jeremiah 29, 11. Don't go to it, but it says, For I know the plans I have for you. You've heard this before. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Amen? 1 Timothy 2, 3 says he wants to save all people, believe it or not. That is the desire of God. Let your will be done, God. 
Hebrews 13, 21 says, make you complete, and he wants to make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Your will be done, God. Your desire be done. Where? On earth, as it is in heaven, here, around us, now, just like where you live, Lord, here and now, from your perfect realm to this realm, now. Bring your dominion to this place. Give us today our daily bread. Oh, God is our provider, Jehovah Jireh. He provides for you. He provides jobs. He provides money. He provides uh, health. He provides salvation. He provides wholeness. He provides. When you approach the Father, you're approaching him with this culture in mind. All of these things I'm saying. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. A father that forgives and forgets. That's who you are approaching every time you pray. A father that forgives and forgets. And he has forgiven you through Jesus Christ. Amen? Do not lead us into temptation. This one was a little rough when I read it. Do not lead us into temptation. The Bible says that Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. Literally, it says to be tempted. And his prayer is that God would not lead us into temptation. So, I believe that God leads us well and that his spirit leads us to all truth. Amen? Deliver us from the evil one. He is our deliverer. See, when you approach God, you're approaching him with all of this in your heart, in your spirit. He is our deliverer. We have been set free by Jesus. Chains have been broken. Sometimes, you know, I've seen it happen. Sometimes believers will, chains will be broken, delivered. And sometimes believers will put chains on themselves sometimes. You can be delivered still. And then he ends it with, yours is the kingdom, power and glory forever. My situation is not my ruler. The sickness the doctor is saying is not my king. For my Father has all the power, all the glory, and it's forever. And no one can take it. And he gives it to you. From this position, Jesus is teaching us how to pray from this mindset. The renewal of the, of the mind. Don't just pray with words, but pray knowing the nature of the Father and knowing what he can do for you and what he has done for you already. That the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit come alive in you. So you can approach prayer in this manner. Again, this prayer reveals who God is, where he is, his nature, what he rules, what he brings. He provides, he forgives, he leads well, he delivers, his authority, his power, his glory are forever. Amen. This prayer after the cross actually gets even better. It becomes alive in us through his Holy Spirit. Because now he says, heaven and my kingdom are in you. 
I have made you holy by the blood of Jesus. You can now bring heaven wherever you go and change the atmosphere. He is your provider. You have been forgiven by the sacrifice of Jesus. Now go and forgive others. We have been delivered from the enemy. Now you can go and sin no more. We have the power to rebuke the enemy in Jesus' name. For freedom, you have been set free. We are co-heirs of his kingdom. But the kingdom, power, and glory are still his forever. Amen? Isn't that powerful? And this is how God wants us to approach him. From this mindset, from this heart, from this perspective, it's not a behavior. It's a revelation. Let me read Philippians chapter 4. Go with me there. Philippians chapter 4. We're almost done. Sorry. Philippians chapter 4 verse. I'm just going to read verse 6 and 7. Are you there? Amen. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, the Father. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding and is coming your way. When you give up your anxiety, you give up your worry, you give up, you surrender your doubt, and you come to the Father, and you pray to God, and you say, I know who you are, God. I know that you're my Father. I know that you're in heaven. I know that you're holy. I know that there's a kingdom, and I know that it's here, and I know that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I know, Lord, that you're my provider. I know you're my deliverer. I know that you forgive. I know who you are, God, and I can approach you. Isn't that amazing? Here's a historical thing that I found as I did my study and my research for this. This is so beautiful. So, apparently back then, this is, this is what I'm going to end with. Apparently back then, um, there were different groups that the Jewish, usually men, would have. And each group would have their own prayer unique to that group. So when the disciples are walking with Jesus and they don't have a prayer yet, but they know that John the Baptist and his disciples had a prayer. So in the book of Luke chapter 1, the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, can you teach us how to pray like John the Baptist taught his disciples? I think John the Baptist had a different prayer than Jesus did. I think John the Baptist, his prayer might have been something like, we are the voice that cries out in the wilderness. We come to prepare the way for the Messiah. He comes to make a crooked way straight. His prayer with his disciples might have been different. So when the disciples of Jesus ask him, teach us how to pray, like John the Baptist taught his disciples, Jesus comes out with this prayer, our Father, unique 
to his people. Give God glory for that. So this prayer is not just a simple prayer. It is a culture and a revelation of who God is and what he can provide and the access that we have. So men, were they in for a treat? They asked, teach us how to pray. And Jesus gave them a foundation of prayer. And that prayer has lived on forever now. And this is our prayer now. Amen? This is our foundation. This is our culture. So worship team, if you can come up. I want everybody to stand up. Now today is a bit of an introduction to what's going to be happening on Sundays. And we're going to be having different, uh, you know, if you have a prayer request, there's a, there's a table in the back usually where you can write it. Um, but it, it, if you have, if you want to message some of us, our, the leaders here, and, and you have a specific prayer request, um, send them over. We're going to be praying every Sunday. Well, we pray every service, but for specific prayers on Sundays, uh, because I believe as, as I was meditating, as I was studying, as I was seeking God, as I was praying to God, I felt that he was saying, I'm answering prayers. I want to answer prayers. I believe there's prayers in your heart, in your spirit right now that need to be prayed, that need to be said. Sometimes we pray from our own understanding, from our own thinking but let's pray with with what he told us today in mind let me read the our father prayer before before we sing this song we're gonna have a couple prayers today but if you're in need of prayer like if you have a specific you're sick uh you are uh going through something uh you need a job whatever it might be i want you to come up but let me read our father prayer now Remember what it entails. Remember what Jesus revealed. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from, this, from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Close your eyes. Thank you, Father, for your word. This is what I want you to get today. This is, I want to prophesy and speak words to you from the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know that he's listening to you. That when you go in the secret, he sees what's in the secret and he's listening to you. He hears your prayer. He hears you. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. 
We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.